0: Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Welcome back, everybody, to The Daily Sales Show, where we bring you daily sales advice to help you sell better. I'm your host, Adrian Seah, and today we are here to talk about the most important discovery questions that you need to ask to actually move your deal along. Many people don't know, but discovery happens all throughout the entire sales process. So if you have the right questions, you can really dig into those needs that your prospect has and why they're so important. So we're gonna cover all this and so much more. And as always, I love to know, where are you guys tuning in from? Throw it in the chat. I love to see some of these, we're usually worldwide. I got my man, Jack here. Jack, when it comes to discovery questions, what do you think a lot of reps are just kind of missing? that's a great point point. and i
1: think you touched on it at the uh, beginning of the process i think for uh the beginning of the call sorry like discovery is not the first call that you have and then it's done from then it needs to happen throughout um the buying process and hopefully on the call we're going to touch on how you can use discovery and the questions you can ask at each specific
0: stage of your sales Horrible. cycle i'm excited to get into it we're going to do all this and so much more now i'm already seeing this chat blow up Everybody make sure to switch it to everyone. So click that blue button and switch it over to everyone. So that way we can see what you write. So I'm seeing Harris here from Pakistan. Welcome Harris. We got Fidin from New York and Ben from Texas. Thank you guys for joining in. It's great to have you here. So let's just get on with it. So as always, like I said, we are talking about discovery questions today, but my guest is a very special one. I got Jack Nico in the building. He is a senior account executive at Sales Loft, one of the best to do. If you see his content on LinkedIn, if you haven't checked him out, be sure to do it because he's always dropping that value. Now, before we go any further, make sure to check out Sell Better. We do this show daily. Yes, daily. So We do this and you can check out all the shows that we have coming out by scanning the QR code or visiting us at sellbetter.xyz and you can get tons of resources from all kinds of sales professionals that we have interviewed before. So be sure to check that out. Now, we wouldn't be able to do this without our partners, Clary and Vidyard. If you guys don't know, Clary is one of the best ways so you can predict your revenue and what it's going to be. And our partner, Vidyard, Video art is one of the best ways to take your video prospecting to the next level so you want to make sure that you check them out because they can actually help you build that connection with your prospect that you might be missing digitally and of course our drop of the day we have the fast forward virtual summit it's happening June 21st this is going to be off for sales and marketing professionals and they're going to have tons of incredible incredible guests so that we got marcus chan will aiken and nick bennett all speaking that and so much more be sure to check them out i'm gonna drop the link in the chat and i got one more link for you all here now this is today's agenda before i get into it, i want to know who is in the room be sure to fill this out it helps the conversation a ton there's a lot of sdrs i'm asking sdr questions there's a lot of aes i'm going to be asking a e-based questions so what are we going to be covering? We're going to be covering the must-know discovery questions and why you need to have them, how to master that stakeholder engagement, right? A lot of people get roped into a deal, but you want to make sure you got the right ones. And lastly, how to create an agenda to make it all whole when it comes to that demo. You want to make sure discovery is still being led into the demo. So we're going to show you how to do that and a lot more. Now, it looks like we have a lot of AEs in the room. Does this surprise you at all, Jack? No. It doesn't surprise me. Hopefully everyone's, uh, hungry to learn. Heck yeah. Well, i I think everyone here is, if you've been here, great to have you. And I want to mention one more thing. Sell better is doing the sell better hotline. If you guys want content made just for you, tailored just for you, we are doing a program called the sell better hotline. And we have a question here for you today. It's using this link I just dropped in the chat. It's called Video Ask. You're going to see me ask the question. Today's is what are your favorite discovery questions to ask and why? All you got to do is press the record button and videotape yourself saying what those discovery questions are. Leave it up to a minute. Hit send, put in your name and email address, and then we are going to send a edited version right back to you with graphics ready to go that looks great and ready to post for your social media. It's free, so be sure to check that out. Engage with that link and let me know what you guys think. All right, so let's just hop right into it. What are some of the must-know discovery questions? Now, Jack, you said something in the pre-call that really stood out to me, and you said when you come into your discovery, you need to come in with a hypothesis. Why is this? I think it's critical um, to be able
1: to ask questions in your discovery. You need to come with a hypothesis about how you think that you would help the... um, business also it makes you even if you're wrong look like you've done your due diligence and you've actually researched the business you know and i think as well going into that call you're going to have a lot more knowledge um about the business and the questions you're going to ask so generally how i'll go about this actually a critical thing i'd also add as well adrian is Mm -hmm. a hypothesis doesn't necessarily have to be like a business challenge a hypothesis could be something like you know, you might be joining a call with a chief information security officer that is two months into their role. So a question that you could ask might not be as necessarily a business challenge, but like, Hey, I've done my research on LinkedIn. I can see that you've joined sell better two months ago. You know, I've got a hunch that you've probably not been hired to keep things the same. So I'm curious, like what are the two biggest things your leadership has brought you into change? So not only do you have to form a hypothesis based on, you know, like, okay, based on the information I found, let's say at Sales Loft, I sell to salespeople, I can see on your website that you uh, sell enterprise software, I'm going to assume that sales cycles are very long, which probably means you have an issue with forecasting deals or coaching, whatever. Tell me
0: more about that. But it would also be on something personal to them. Okay. I like this a lot. You really just want to start having a way to just start the conversation, right? Get get the juices flowing, have that conversation being back and forth. Now, I want to know from our audience, what is your favorite discovery question to ask? Go ahead and throw it in the chat. It could be a hypothesis. It could be something that is always like a fail-safe for you. I know I had a few in back in my day when I was selling. So be sure to throw it in the chat. We'd love to break some of these down. So Jack, when it comes to developing this hypothesis, what kind of research do you need to do? Fantastic. You're going to research, if you're in enterprise sales, um, the annual report. I th-
1: what do you call it in America? K10? Ten? The, the 10K. 10K. That's it. I got it the wrong way around. <laughs> 10, 10, <laughs> 10K. Yeah, there we go. We call it an annual report over in uh, the UK. As you can tell, I don't have an American accent. Uh, the things I'm looking for are, you know, key strategies and initiatives that that business has done, funding rounds that they may have, because you can hypothesize based on if they're series A, that probably means X. If they're series B, that probably means Y. And series C probably means, you know, Z. Um, Outside of that, their LinkedIn, any roles that they're hiring for, what, potentially any job descriptions that they've got on their website with what that role entails. You know, if you're looking to speak to a VP of sales or a sales director and they're hiring for other roles like that, go and look what that role
0: is about on their company's page. So those are the sort of key quick ones that I would give. I like that. I like that a lot. You got the annual report could tell you a lot about the company and really help you build some incredible hypotheses about where their company is going. Now I'm seeing this chat blowing up with tons of questions. Uh, so let's let's mention some of these. How do you yeah, feel well, about this one? You've mentioned a few challenges, but help me understand why this is an issue that needs to be addressed now. It's one Matt has. That's a great question, yeah. I also really like Rich T's one, what are, top,
1: what are the top two or three things you want to make sure we cover today. I actually put this in a different, I put this like ask this in a different one. I say like, what do you hope to get out of the call today? Mm. And I try and leave it as open ended as possible. And I get a incredible range of questions on that, like of of answers on that. Hey, to be honest, Jack, I actually really want to see the product like today and be like, okay, you can manage their expectations. Do you know what? It's actually best if I understand more about your business. Uh, So it'd be great if I just had 15 minutes um, as a minimum to ask some questions, and then potentially we can set up a demonstration at a later date where we can be laser focused on those goals and strategies.
0: This is great. Now I want to know from our audience, are you guys confident in your discovery questions? Are you? Because I know I was, when I first started, I was like, nah, I, these are going a little rough. So I want to hear from you all. Is there, are you 100% confident you got it in the bag or do you think it could be better? Or you're like, hey, I just don't know what to ask. Let me know, we we'll love to see where you guys are currently at. Now, Jack, I know you had some key questions that you love to ask. So can you break down some of these Which one do you usually go to first?
1: Oh, good question. It all depends, but my real go-to one is number one, and it's so open-ended. And my, because I sell to salespeople, is generally focused around, can you tell me your biggest challenge when it comes to generating pipeline? Mm. It's super open-ended, and that's where you want your first question to be, right? You don't want it to be a Ness or no answer. Now, based on their answer it leads perfectly into questions 2, 3 and 4 hence why i've given them here like what's going on in the business that is driving you to increase your conversion rate by 5% to be a priority you know it, and they flow all of all of into each other until eventually you know you're getting an impact what's critical in questions 1 to 4 is timeline Now, something that I've really noticed this year as the market has become tougher and tougher to sell, you really need to find out how how much of a priority that project or solving that challenge is versus every other project that that business is currently going on. Because something I've found and losing in is the fact that not only am I selling against potentially a sales budget, um, or for buying sales software but I'm fighting against marketing's budget finances budget, it's budget everyone's budget is so much stricter stricter to get sign off and something that's really helped me qualify deals is finding
0: out where the pro- where this is as a priority for the business. love that and, and it's a very valid point you want to see where they are in that scale like where should you begin the conversation? right? So I think that's so key to understand. Now, I want to hear from our audience, which one of these do you guys like? Go ahead and just put the number in the chat. If you like one, two, three, four, maybe you're an eight person. Like, <laughs> Let me know which one. I'm already seeing a lot of ones. People like your one uh, that tell me about your biggest challenge when it comes to X and others are really feeling that what is going on in the business that is driving X to be a priority which I think is so key. Now I'm also seeing here, Jack, that a lot of our audience is sometimes confident when it comes to discovery, A uh, lot, 11% said no, they just don't know what to ask. And only 9% said they are very confident. What did you do to improve your confidence on your discovery? Oh, massive
1: uh, enablement for me. I follow a lot of LinkedIn influencers, people that post about discovery. But also, most critically, it's listening back to your own calls. If you're lucky to have um, the ability where your Zoom or team calls are recorded, go and listen back to them. But also, most importantly, plagiarize the most successful sales reps in your company. So when I originally moved from an SDR to an account executive, albeit three years ago that was, you know, in my first or second week, I was thinking... What questions do I ask? I need, like, I'm suddenly an A. I need to be better than this. And luckily at SalesLoft, we have uh, conversational intelligence, which means we have libraries of what the top A-star reps at the company say. So I was able to go and listen to Jordan and Misha's calls. And on week one, I was asking the same questions that they were. And now luckily some of my reps do the same thing for me. So I think there's there's always ways. And if I'd been a participant in this que- in that poll, I would have put number two. <laughs> there's always ways that you can improve and so many times i don't know how many of you do this on the on the call you can let us know in the chat like how many of you go and listen back to your calls or or record your zoom calls or record your team's calls the amount of time i will ask a question they'll give an answer and i say why didn't i dig into that like why didn't i ask why you know what's the impact of not solving it but the beauty of listening back is the fact that I can go back into the next call and say, "Hey, we discussed this. I'd love to understand a bit more about that." And it gives you even more of an agenda and a structure going to your uh, going into your call. Mark Dinn, which should you do more? I don't know. If there's an answer for that. I think try your best to do both. I think listen back. Always listen back to your own calls um, when you're in a big deal process because you'll definitely be listening to more information. But in those Friday Friday afternoons where you've got a bit of a downtime, go and Slack or you know Teams one of your members say, "Hey." Hey guys, does anyone have a great a discovery
0: call or demo that I could listen to this week? Love it. And it's so, so important. Uh, listening to your own calls can really even help pick up on your own voice inflictions, right? So, how are you presenting the question is also as important as what question you are asking. If you sound very unconfident, right, it'll, you'll pick it up when you hear your, your calls again, and you can learn how to control that pitch until you just become very confident over time with how you present a question and you watch, it's going to get answered a lot more often. Now, one thing I wanted to mention is, as you said, Jack, you got to just plagiarize the best. So guys, be sure to screenshot this. These are good questions. You want to make sure that you can take this into your own process. So you have something to ask, make sure to screenshot this, take it into your process and make sure it flows nicely. Now, Another thing you you mentioned, Jack, is you like to use Medic, right? So this is one of the best ways to kind of have a sales methodology into your process. What in Medic do you like? What exactly is Medic? Can you break it down for me? Yeah,
1: great. Medic is not a sales process. Medic is a qualification framework um, that you can use throughout your sales process to help you close more deals now medic can be elongated to medpic, but medic stands for metrics for m economic buyer for e decision criteria i think i hopefully get this right around the right decision process implicate pain and champion mm. and within that you can frame what questions you want to ask in each call depending on how well you're doing in each category now The two that are most critical, I always think, are metrics and implicate pain. And it's tough to implicate pain when you haven't got metrics because you don't know the impact that it's causing the business or you don't know the results, as an example. And I think normally in my first discovery calls, those would be um, the ones that I would focus on. Darren, obviously, economic buyer is absolutely critical. But the economic buyer is not going to buy from you unless they're facing pain. Or if you've got metrics that you can tie. So like you could have, you could be heavily engaged with the economic buyer, but if you can't implicate pain, then I don't see a reason why they would want to move. Right. And that's why even when me and Adrian were prepping, that's what I talked on. We at SalesLoft try and codify this into a methodology inside of our um, platform where we rank each one of these criteria one out of four. And what it helps me do is when I'm looking at my opportunities, especially the larger deals, and I'm going, okay, how well am I on decision process? You know, like how well do I understand how this business is going to buy software? Okay, great. What are the questions that I should be asking? Is this a good time to share the stuff that I've got, Adrian, or should we do that later?
0: Uh, You can actually share a bit. I think we have enough time here, and I see more people asking for additional questions, so I think it would actually be a good idea. So I ran a webinar with the community I
1: run locally in London. It's called A's of London. If you are an A in London or in the UK based on this call, go and sign up, check us out on LinkedIn. Funnily enough, after this webinar, I'm going to be hosting an event in London. Now, what I ran this webinar on is we discussed with about 60 A's on the call, like different questions that we'd ask as part of MedPick. Now, as an example, metrics are very similar to the ones that we've already looked at. Like, what are you currently measuring? What do you need your target to hit to be X? You know, assume all of these different questions. If we were to go down to something like an economic buyer, it could be questions like this. When you're trying to suss out like, or who the economic buyer is in the deal. When I was looking on LinkedIn, you had X, Y, and Z. What does your marketing org look like today? How is it mapped across territories? What type of personality are they? I think the big thing with the economic buyer in this situation is try and make an assumption of who that is people love telling you when they're when you're wrong and always the question is going to be you know when you bought software before who was the person that signed off this generally that person needs to be involved in this evaluation um and there's loads throughout here i mean you can screenshot this maybe we can share this afterwards even in that implicate one those those questions that we asked at the beginning tell me about your biggest challenge when it comes to x why is that the biggest challenge? What is the biggest impact if you don't solve that?
0: I love it. Maybe I love the it. Now. These are very important. Now, we will also be sharing the recording with you all after the show. So you can just rewatch the, the recording and see all of these slides that we're presenting. So you will have that. No need to worry. It's going to be sent your way. Now, these are phenomenal questions and Medic is a fun- fantastic way to have a qualification framework. Now, do you guys use a qualification framework yourself? I'm curious. I want to know from our audience. We have a question here from you all. Is this something that you guys are using? I put sales methodology, sales qualification framework, same difference. So let me know. Would love to see how many people are actually using one. Because I remember when I came into sales, I didn't even know they existed, which is crazy because it's like sales 101, but it was never introduced to me. So it happens. So I want to hear from you all. Is this something you are currently doing? Now, let's move it on a bit further. When it comes to these questions, a lot of them can feel a little bit surface level. But once you've gotten past that surface level point, Jack, what about these deeper questions? You you shared these with us. Why are these considered the keys to unlocking that insight? Yeah, great question. These are some of the questions that I've asked
1: Later on in my deal cycles that have really unlocked um, buyer information for me, like especially when it's things about, you know, number two, pricing. How does our pricing and value prop compare to other solutions you've considered and what other factors are most important to you? When you're doing stakeholder management and you start to get later in the process or even earlier on and you have people from different departments, this is critical to what we touched on at the beginning, which is where... Does your project sit in the priority list of other people that you potentially are speaking to? So, you know, I could be selling to salespeople. I suddenly get in front of marketing. I show them how does our value proposition compare to what you've seen and what is really important in you making a decision? It Sometimes I get the answer like, hey, look, this looks great, but I actually need to bring on this type of software or I need to, we're running a website. You're like, great, that's good qualification that my department that I'm speaking to never gave me. I actually asked number three on a demo I was just on. Really? Yeah, and it was, I have a champion who's brought me in in front of a marketing and
0: sales enablement, and I asked that question at the end. And number three is, can you share any concerns or hesitations you have about our solution and how we can address them to ensure we are the best fit? I love this question because it's a really good way to get any objections out of the way Uh, very early on or other objections that other departments may have before you end up speaking to them, which I think is a huge a huge piece of the puzzle there. Now, why is it so important to be able to ask these questions to your champion first? Great,
1: I think, and this is something that we can touch on even if I were to able to share this, share this deck with you. There's two different types of champion. There's a technical and a business champion. And earlier on in my account executive career, I would con- I consider anyone that was showing any form of interest in buying sales loft to be a champion. That is not the case. You need to really qualify whether you have a coach or you have a champion. And a champion, good qualification for them is someone that is going to get you in front of the right people to get the deal done that is selling internally to bring your software in. Now things questions that you can ask to potentially test that champion. One really good one for me is an easy test. It's like do you mind us whatsapping because i find you're taking the conversation away from email or potentially linkedin and it's a lot more conversational than it would be on whatsapp love outside that. of it's more casual so yeah go on No, yeah. just way more casual so questions i normally ask my champion like what would prevent you from recommending x internally or you know number two you've got a coach not a champion if they like if they're pigeonholing you into their own single department, let's say. Like, no, I, I, it's just me you need to speak to. I'm like, okay, that's a red flag for me. Because in my experience, generally, we need to speak to sales operations, someone technical, marketing, like, can you introduce me to them? No, it's just me. That's red flag, number one, for me. Um, is there any other questions we'd love to see in the chat where you try and test champions or that
0: you've tested champions before? we will love to hear them. Go ahead and throw them in the chat. What do you ask this person to really test if they're a champion for you? I know some people just ask outright. They're like, hey, would you be willing to be a champion for me in this deal process if they feel like you are actually, uh, if they actually find the benefit in what you provide? Right. I think that's a very good question. Do you know what? Darren did, um, J- Darren put us a good chat like, um, how soon would you ask
1: the WhatsApp or, you know, can we move to I- iPhone message? And this is actually, I got this last year by one of my sales directors And when we were doing a deal review of mine. He was like, what made you ask the economic buyer that you could have as WhatsApp? I was like, that is a great question. And I think it's just, honestly, it's instinct where you know there's blood in the water with the deal. And um, so to say, blood in the water with the deal. And you try and frame it in a way that like, hey, like you're, it sounds like you're really invested in bringing X solution on. It'd be great as the deal moves forward. Normally in this situation, it's more conversational and we want to connect on a quicker basis. Let's move to WhatsApp. So you're advising them that this is like a really normal thing that you do, which it is in my scenario because I'm doing it all the time.
0: This is great. And You know, I see uh, Shozab here said, joined late, what's a champion? A champion is going to be someone who's going to be there for you and help move the deal along. They're going to be your go-to guy or go-to person to make sure this this deal gets to where it needs to be. But you got to make sure that you qualify them correctly. So champions are incredibly important in this process, especially when it comes to discovery, because they can give you all those key insights that you're missing. Now, one of the biggest things that champions do is they inform you on stakeholders. And Jack, you had these great questions that you posed to know which stakeholders to rope in. Can you go over some of these with me? Yeah, great. Let's start
1: at number two. I don't know why that's highlighted. Maybe, it, maybe it's supposedly a good one. Generally, when we go through the sales process, X title is involved. Is this person going to be involved? Yeah, I would actually frame that in maybe a different way. Maybe I would write that differently. Generally normally when you know buyers go through the process of procuring sales loft sales operations is involved the uh marketing is involved um when you've bought software before who else got involved in the process so you can do it two ways you can ask them and if they say i've never bought software before you could that's when you can really be the consultant um and test them and show them how how it is to buy your
0: solution okay and This helps advise who they need to actually reach out to, correct? Like, you'll see what their needs are, but then how do you get the individuals and their names? Great question. All
1: research on LinkedIn. Something that I learned from my friend Laura, I have a podcast if you want to follow it, it's called No Big Deal, I'm plugging in here, it's a sales podcast, um, and Laura was one of our first guests, and something that she does with her champions, which is like really effective, is she tells the coach or champion, hey, by the way, I know these people aren't going to be involved now, but I really just want to keep them up to speed with the process. So she sends nurture-esque content to the economic buyer or email to say, hey, I've been speaking with Adrian, just keeping you up to date. You don't need to reply. So when it comes to the point where the economic buyer is engaged or maybe the champion or coach is taking this project to the economic buyer, they're already informed with the process as what's going on. And you're
0: not just a new random sales rep trying to get a sign off for uh, software. This is fantastic. And that shows you the keys of having a champion in the first place, right? They can just send that across and you can ask those uh, really important questions. Now, I want to know from everyone in the chat, put a one if you guys are great at roping in stakeholders into the process and put a two if you feel like you need to improve on that or maybe just need a champion. I know I've been there. So, <laughs> wow, I was seeing a lot of twos in the chat. So a lot of people seem to struggle with finding out who it is they need to reach out to, to bring into the deal initially. And John- My question, actually, Adrian, I've got, yeah. that would be really helpful, is when you have
1: a coach, you can ask the question, who else in the business cares about solving this challenge? Mm. Or, or who, who in your company does this challenge also affect? And, you know, it will help them, you know, you can pause there and and let them think about it and go, you know what, actually, this person would also care about. Now, if you get pigeonholed in a coach, do not be afraid to just go out for someone else. Because ultimately, depending on how senior or low they are, if they're relatively low, like, and you go more senior, then they're going to look good. Because you'd be like, oh, yeah, I've already spoken to jacket sales off. That sounds like a great
0: project. This is great. And, and you mentioned there, uh, pigeon and Hold. What do you do when a, someone comes into the conversation you did not expect? Like a stakeholder just pops into a, a meeting and you're like, Oh, uh, Hey, <laughs> what do you say? Oh, that's good. Well, you get
1: snowballed by someone. Um, I think we sort of s- stood about at the beginning, like, Hey, thanks for joining the call. Like, uh, what is it that you know about Sales Loft? What would you like to get out of the call
0: today? if you get sort of like a bit thrown back. That's good. That's good. So you can actually find out what their needs are right off the bat and then mm-hmm. hear that conversation. A lot of sales is just being prepared for, the, for like the unknown. And if you can think quick on your feet, it works really well. Now, let's talk a little bit about solution selling because you really drove this point home with me when we were talking on the pre-call and I loved it. Can you tell me more about it? Yeah, absolutely. So with solution selling at
1: Salesloft specifically, we're looking for like three critical things. The first of which is company-wide strategy, where there'll be initiatives to get to that strategy and challenges that they need to overcome to get to the that they have for the initiative to get them to the strategy. So a strategy could be something like we need to expand um across China. And so you know, in your discovery, what you're trying to get out of the prospect is like specific strategic goals that you can then align to. So it could be, hey, we need to increase profit by $4 million, whatever it, is, whatever it can be. Now, an initiative of that could be, we need to increase seller output by 30%. And the challenge that they face is that they currently don't have any way of Um, organizing their sales team's day, they have no cadencing or sequencing software. So with inside of those three things, you can then start to get metrics, which you can push to create impact for them to make change. Mm. Hopefully
0: I said that well, we'll see if my value engineering team thinks the (laughs) same. And when it comes to compiling an agenda, like, let's say I'm an SDR, because we did have a lot of SDRs in the room. How can they prepare their AE, who is definitely going to have to want to incorporate some of these solution selling points into their demo, how can an SDR gather this information to pass it on effectively? Oh, that is a great question. Um...
1: I think it's a tough thing when you're a junior rep in SDR, and you know, I was one for quite a while, like your first point of call is just to get the meeting, like you don't want to be sitting there with a buyer giving like, trying to get strategic initiatives out of them. I think that you can frame it in this way. Hey, I really want to like, first of all, you're going to qualify them. And then once you've qualified them, and you're certain that they're going to book a demo, you're like, hey, I really want to set my AE up for success and make sure that when we do show you the product, they're best prepared for that. So it'd be great to understand, like, what your company-wide initiatives are. Like, wh- I suppose that, that's when you can start to go, like, what is the key metric that's important to you to increase this year? This is good. This is good. I, yeah, I like that. You know, like, wh- what is your main focus for this year? I need to expand across the U.S. I need to hire people across the U.S. or whatever it could be.
0: You know, I want to hear from our AEs in the chat. If your SDRs do this, would you find it useful? Go ahead and put a one in the chat if you guys think it would be useful. And if you're an SDR, put a two if you maybe would like to start doing this so you can help out that deal and increase the chances that it will actually close. So I'm already seeing some ones here from AEs. It's incredibly useful, really useful. Now, how about the demo so we've talked about bringing it in right we got our champion we asked the right discovery questions we found all the stakeholders that need to be put into the deal now we get to the demo now if you want to start this demo off correctly you mentioned you got to have an agenda can you tell me about this agenda example you have here how can you pin something like this absolutely the most important thing here
1: is not just sen- setting what you want to speak about in the call, but setting what you want the outcome of the call to be. Now, what I'll do inside of here is I'll put my company name with their company name. if there's, And I'll put the screenshots of everyone's face that is assigned to this call. Um, it just makes sure that it just looks in the initial that I've prepared for that call, right? And I know who I'm speaking to and the title of people I'm speaking to as well. Now, with the agenda, I normally try and boil it down into three or four points when I start my calls. They'll generally be, and we try to make this as generic as possible. The first point is going to be like, hey, I'd love to discuss like what I currently understand about X. And within side of this, you're going to bring your hypothesis. Hey, this I know that your strategic goal is this, initiatives are these, and the challenges are these. How would you prioritize those? Like, w- what is the biggest priority to solve this year? Actually, it's X. Based on that, you're then going to show the customer in number two, how you solve their challenges, which tie into their initiatives that get them to their strategic goals. So you can be like, hey, one of the challenges you faced was that you have ad hoc sales processes. This is a sales cadence, which is your initiative to increase seller output, which gets you to successfully expand across the US. Uh, Number three could be talking about onboarding, implementation, whatever it could be. But then you want to reaffirm the app the best case outcome of this call is that we have complete clarity on what your goals and challenges are and you reaffirm them to us and we align on what uh the decision process is going to be or decision criteria and you okay with that first is there anything else that isn't on the agenda that you want to make sure we cover actually jack can you make sure that we um go through a mutual close plan
0: and You know, here, I like how you have the agenda divided into three sections, and then you already have the outcomes laid out. Like, this is what we're going to end up solving here today, so the person finds value in the conversation. Now, discovery played a big role in you actually coming up with this agenda, correct? Because that helps you determine what those three points for the agenda are actually going to be, right? Yeah, 100%. And then you incorporate points of solution selling to tie it all together right? Then you tie how your solution works with this problem that you discovered in Discovery and then just continue going down the list to develop appropriate demo. And, and you know what's critical about this Adrian?
1: You're laser focused on the customer. You're not talking about competitors. You're laser focused and you've understood the challenges and you've tied it exactly to how your platform does. You're not going in their feature bashing um, and being like, oh, we're better than X or Z or this feature is better than X. You're like, wow, Jack, you've understood about our business, you've understood
0: where we want to get to, and you've showed us how the platform gets us there. This is, and Now, that's a big distinction there. And before we get into Q&A, because we will be getting there very shortly, everyone, um, how can you make sure you're not feature dumping and confuse it with solution selling? Really critical. When you're feature dumping, you're just talking about
1: what a feature does and you're tying it to how it helps the business. So the important part is when you show a feature, You'd be like, hey, this is a cadence or a sequence that we build in SalesLoft, and you could build one specifically for their ICP or vertical. And then you're tying it back to how that gets them to a strategic goal or or completes an initiative of theirs, rather than being like, hey, this is a cadence, it can do this onto the next feature. Hey, what you wanted to do is complete this goal or get over this challenge. This is how it gets you there. Do you agree that that would get you to your initiative? Yes. Okay. Great. Move on.
0: Big distinction there. It comes more with what they are talking about. You're letting them do a lot of the talking, as opposed to just talking about your own solution and and what you bring to the table. Because then it's it becomes too uh, too much about yourself. It's all about them. Like you said, laser focus on the prospect laser focused on the customer. Yeah. I like that. Let's get right into the Q&A. But before we do, Jack, where can the people find you? Oh, find me on LinkedIn. I think
1: I put it in there before, but let's all connect with me. Um, I will hopefully be posting loads of stuff. You can go and follow me, the communities I run, the podcasts that I
0: uh, release on a weekly basis. And uh, hopefully I can learn lots from connecting with you as well. Okay love it guys make sure to check out Jack connect with him he has tons of value to bring right into what you do in sales every day so check out his content so let's get right into it here in the q and I'm seeing a lot of um a lot of questions here we guys guys really blew this up so Meg M asks how many questions should I ask in a 30-minute discovery call I don't want the call to look like an interview most times especially in SMB calls they expect a product demo as well yeah, great question, Meg. I think the critical thing is you can take
1: those four questions, that questions one to four, which Adrian can pull up again. They are pretty much my go-to ones in a discovery call. And the important one is within side inside of each one, you dig down. Now, when I think of discovery, maybe I should have said this at the beginning of the call. I think about it like a heartbeat monitor on... Um, I don't even know what they're called. But, you know, if the hospital goes EKG. like, beep, and it yeah, EKG, and it drops down. So in discovery, you're like, duh, 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 duh. you ask your question. Tell me about your biggest challenge. Bang, they'll give you one, and you go down a little bit, and then you can ask, okay, why is that challenge? And bang, you're going a little bit further, and you're digging, you're digging, you're digging. Then you go back up to the top, and you're up here, and you go, okay, that was great. Ask another question. Dig, 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 back up, and then you can go back along the line and go, oh, actually, do you know what? it'd be great if you talked to me more about that. And so that's how I like envisage discovery in my head, like a heartbeat monitor almost. (laughs) Okay. I think Meg, to answer your questions, one to four is sweet and you can drill
0: into those. Get challenges, get goals, get impact, get out, demo. Love it. Simple, easy when you break it down like that. But obviously it's a zigzag to get there sometimes, but they can be that simple, everyone. Now we have time here for about another two, one to two questions. Now, here stefan asks what is the most what is the most criteria do you use i'm guessing he's asking what criteria do you use to decide to leave an opportunity as soon as possible so what is a disqualifier yeah yeah great question
1: what's a disqualifier um that's why medic is so critical and that's why i rank each medic point each uh letter on a category of one to four And when I'm going into my forecasting calls, if I don't have at least two on maximum, so that could be like, for example, on economic buyer, one is I sort of know who the economic buyer is. They have no idea of the project. A two out of four will be like the economic buyer knows about this project and is in favor of it. And number three is like, I'm in direct correlation with the economic buyer. Number four is the economic buyer is favorable to buying the solution and is like gunning for it to be brought on. <laughs> if I don't have like a two or a three, and I think actually what's interesting, I think it was the stat. If I don't score above 15 points, I don't win ops. So I think I managed to, to pull a QBR last year in my H um, in my H1. Whereas like if I didn't have a point score of uh, 15 out of 24, generally, I wouldn't win the deal. Which is pretty mental, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, use medic to qualify, it. understand if you've like got good enough metrics that it implicate pain, you know who the economic buyer is and they know about the project, you understand the decision criteria that's driving them to choose. Normally, I break those down into six
0: criteria that I would present,
1: um, et cetera.
0: Okay. Fantastic answer. And here, the last question is from Tracy. She asks, how can you identify a coach versus a champion? I know you went over this a little bit already, but can you just bring it back to us one more time? Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
1: So a champion it's someone that is selling internally for you. Whereas a coach is not that going to be that person. So a coach, for example, they're not favorable for any solution. They would be looking at me, X competitor and Y competitor. And they're on the fence about all of them. A champion is someone that will be like, Hey Jack, you know, I want to buy sales loft. Like I'm going to get you in front of the right people. And they would then introduce me into their like CFO, etc. So in questions to that and we can reframe and make sure you go and screenshot this because these are all great questions like asking things, in my experience, we need X, Y and Z involved. Um, Are you comfortable introducing me to them?
0: This is good. This is good. Everyone make sure to screenshot this as well. These are great questions to ask your champion or even your coach, just to prospect to understand what bucket you need to put them into. Are they going to be your champion? or are they gonna be your coach? It's gonna be one or the other. Now, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much, Jack. This has been great. It's great to have you here. Thank you to everyone who engaged in the chat. Lovely to see you guys here. Make sure to fill out the survey we have at the end of the show. It really helps us decide on your feedback, what we're gonna do for the next shows. And as always, we will catch you on the next one. See you later. It's been a pleasure,
1: thanks Adrian. Catch you later everyone.